This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. My guest today is a good friend of mine, Yovana Mendoza. She's the creator of the lifestyle brand Ravana, which is described by Yovana as a journey of transformation and love that promotes improving our quality of life through a healthy lifestyle and a conscious diet. With her main Spanish YouTube channel and her main Instagram, she reaches over 1 million followers on both platforms and shares vegan recipes, workout routines, as well as helpful advice and so much more. Her journey began as an effort to evolve her health, using a raw food, vegan diet and lifestyle as a path to aid her transition from a past of drugs, alcoholism, eating disorders, and rebellion. She's healed and continues to heal many facets of her life and health and shares her journey with us today. Yovana, it's so nice to have you here. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this! (laughs) Victoria, thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. I'm super excited to be here, to share with everyone. And thank you, everyone who's listening. Yeah, I think you've been through such a transformation with your life thus far, given everything that you went through with your childhood. So many of the things that we're going to touch on today, I feel like can be really, really inspiring for a lot of the listeners. So... Let's start there. You okay. grew up with such a loving family. I know mm-hmm. like several members of your family and um, haven't yet met your dad, which eventually mm-hmm. I will. But I mean, everyone in your family is just like so awesome. Your mm-hmm. brother's like pro golf star. <laughs> Jackie's killing it with her music. Your mother's like doing so many things that are fulfilling to her. And mm-hmm. obviously your dad's like amazing businessman. That you grew up in a pretty supportive environment around them, and mm-hmm. um, it's a cultural family as well. You know, you did For grow sure. up with a lot of Mexican culture, but what was yeah. a lot of that like, and how do you feel like it shaped you to be who you are today? Well, I, you know, I had the blessing, like you said, of growing up in a family that was very supportive, like you said. Uh, my parents were always very motivating to me. I was always getting like words of encouragement and words of motivation, which I am truly grateful for. And um, living in San Diego, being Mexican, my family is from Tijuana. So we basically crossed the border and came to live here. I did have a lot of the Mexican culture, which I really like because it's a very uh, warm culture, very family oriented culture, which I love. And and, and at the same time, I went to, to school here all my life in San Diego. So mm-hmm. I kind of got the American culture as well and have totally. American friends. So so that was that was truly a blessing. And and I think that it just made me a like naturally I tend to be a positive person. Mm-hmm. And I think that that has to do a lot with it. Totally. But, and I know that you've you've posted about this and I know we've talked about it too, about how much you go back to Tijuana as much as you can to yeah. give back to the community and work with the children there. And um, that's really, really awesome. I think um, as you were getting older and stuff and going through your teenage years and getting a little bit older, I know you yeah. started to get a little bit rebellious <laughs> and yeah. have some fun and <laughs> go through a little bit of that. So what was that phase in your life like and how do you, what do you feel like prompted that? Uh, I feel like it started when I was about 12 years old, mm-hmm. 12, 13 years old. I was getting into the teenage years. My dad was always very protective of me and he wouldn't let me like do a lot of things that I wanted to do. So uh, that's when my like rebellious stage started. And that is around that time when I developed uh, an eating disorder, which was bulimia. I was 12 years old. And eventually my parents found out, I went to therapy for it. And another thing that I don't think I've ever said, which is, I don't know, in, in everywhere, anywhere actually, is that I, I used to cut myself. I used to like grab knives and like cut myself on, on my wrists. And it was pretty scary. I had like 
um, suicidal thoughts. And I just went through like a rough stage those years. So uh, therapy really, really helped. And it not only helped me, but it really helped the relationship with my parents Mm -hmm. and the relationship in in my family in general. Like there was so much more communication, which I think is super important from parents to to, to their kids Mm -hmm. and in the family in general. And um, and so I went to to school. I I went to therapy for that. And that I I like kind of got over it really quickly, like in half a year or something. Mm -hmm. And things got better. Things got a lot better. And then I had a relapse again. Uh, When I was 17, I had uh, anorexia. Mm -hmm. So I this was like I was trying to like eat healthier, but then it got into like excessive exercising and I wasn't eating. And so again, I had a relapse and again, I went to therapy and that really helped just mm-hmm. talking about it yeah. with someone. And And I think me going to therapy was super healing because I learned how to identify my feelings and identify my emotions and how to really be conscious and aware of what I'm feeling instead mm-hmm. of saying like, oh, I feel fat. And that's right. why I'm like not going to eat, you know, that yeah. I thought like take knowing that fat is not a feeling like there's something behind that. Totally. So ever since I was young, I had this uh, vocabulary of like speaking about emotions mm-hmm. and feelings, which it now has helped me a lot. So I can, I can really see how um, in the past that might have seen like something really bad. But mm-hmm. now I see it as a blessing because totally. I learned and, and grew so much from that. Totally. And I know my dancers and having grown up as a dancer and being around a lot of dancers, it's almost like practically impossible to get out of that experience. If you go through, you know, like all of your teenage years and high school years without having some type of like consciousness with your body, whether it's your self-consciousness or you're just more aware of it, or you're going to be around people that are constantly looking at themselves and kind of being hard on themselves. And, you know, I have had students of mine deal with eating disorders. I've been around other dancers that were right around me that were dealing with them. And, you know, I think it's something that kind of breeds a culture of, well, if she's doing it, maybe I should be doing it too. Like if they're doing other things to be skinny, because everybody wants to impress, everybody wants to like, you know, feel their best and perform their best. And especially when you're in a competitive environment as a dancer, there's so many different variables that people can think are the important thing, but that is not one of them. And, um, I think, you know, I really like what you said about fat not being a feeling. There is other things behind that. Exactly. And, you know, I love to teach my dancers that, you know, it's okay to eat healthy foods and like mm-hmm. not get too obsessive about it and, you know, feel good in your own skin and not feel like you're better than other people. Just appreciate yourself and be able to appreciate others as they are. Mm -hmm. Really have it come from that standpoint as well as enjoy exercise, but have it not be about the shape or the size or the weight of your body and more just about being healthy and giving your body exercise and Mm -hmm. giving your body movement and expressing yourself through that movement. I feel like for my dancers, I really try to work with them on processing their emotions and putting Mm -hmm. them in states where they're able to just let it out through their bodies because and let dance be a tool for them Mm -hmm. to create that positive change rather than it be something that causes them to go down a path which is not healthy so i love that i love that what a blessing (laughs) your your dancers have to have you as a teacher i hope so yes for sure (laughs) so you know, looking back on that time now, do you feel like it was a lot of, did you feel like it was pressure from your peers or did you feel like it was outside influence or that you maybe were dealing with your own issues with your body and that like appearance type of thing or wanting to fit in? What do you feel like some of it was for you or was it more of a control thing for you? I think it was a control thing for mm-hmm. sure. And then also just, you know, getting into purity, getting my period having my body become different right. all of a sudden. Yep. That's when I got my period. So dealing with these changes on my, on my physical body was was super different for mm-hmm. me. And I, I didn't know how to react. I wanted to go back to, you know, be, feeling like a girl, looking like a girl. But what was really happening was that as I was growing into a woman. Mm-hmm. 
So, and it was just a, a way to, to numb myself as well, right. which is the same thing that happened later on when I was like 18 and I started drinking and I got into like this party stage. Um, I come from like alcoholic backgrounds, both my mom and my dad. So I, I knew since I was young that I, that I could have this tendency. They didn't mm -hmm. drink when I was like throughout my yeah. whole life, my parents didn't drink, but I knew this. In the back of my mind, but I never really like accepted it. But all, th all throughout, all throughout, like high school, well, not at the end of high school, and then in college as well. When I went to to Paris, I studied in Paris for I was living there for almost four years. I got really into partying, mm -hmm. and a part of it I think was really wanting to fit in. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be part of the cool kids. I wanted to be part of the club. I wanted to be in the best, cool, coolest places, you know, drinking. And I thought that was cool. And I, and 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 it stemmed from from me feeling like just wanting to feel more loved, wanting mm -hmm. to feel accepted. Right. I think that was one of it. And another part was just numbing out my feelings, numbing out whatever I was feeling at the time. And, uh, and so that went on until I was like 21, 22. Tw yeah. When I came back. Um, and then I went to live to Mexico city and kind of this whole party thing still was going on. And besides, since I was always raised up in a very like protective family going off and like living somewhere else was like, oh, I'm free. I can do yeah, whatever I want. Right. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of kids experience that in college, which yeah. lead, can potentially lead to a lot of reckless behavior because there's no exactly. one really holding them accountable or responsible for what they're doing. But, mm -hmm. you know, and I have to say like, there's definitely a soft spot in my soul that is like so happy you went through the partying phase because yeah. you're so much fun to have fun with <laughs> and you love having a fun time yeah. and I think you know we've had so much fun together yes. like in you know going to New York and LA and like you know all these different events and stuff that we've been to over the past years and know. you know it's just you're a very lively person and you love to dance and have fun and yeah. you know I think I'm so happy for you now being able to do that and be like more conscious and present and mm -hmm. actually be able to enjoy it and have yeah. it come from a place of truly connecting with people for, in yes. a sober state I mean how has that been for you oh as far as a transformative experience amazing <laughs> yeah. amazing amazing like at the beginning I stopped drinking four and a half years ago. It was right when I went raw vegan. Mm -hmm. So I was eating like pescatarian at the time for like six months. I was living in Mexico City, uh, working for the family business. And uh, one day, it was a New Year's uh, resolution. My, my 2013 New Year's resolution, I said that I wasn't going to drink for a while. And around that time, I was getting uh, surgery, right? So for the surgery, I couldn't drink, I couldn't smoke before and after, like three weeks before, mm -hmm. three weeks after. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. This is like the time for me to like detox from mm -hmm. alcohol, right? Yeah. So after the surgery, it had been like six weeks since I wasn't like drinking or I was basically just lying, laying in bed. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't really move. It was nothing like serious. Yeah. But um. I was getting kind of like the detox, alcohol detox symptoms mm -hmm. and feeling like just down and depressed, getting questions of like, what's my purpose here? I didn't right. really feel like I had a passion, something that I really, really like to do. Right. I didn't really have that. I was just kind of like going through the motions of life. Mm -hmm. And so I went to uh, Optimum Health Institute here in San Diego, which is a a place where people basically go to heal through with raw foods. Mm -hmm. And it was there that I was, uh, I learned about this lifestyle, about this diet. And I was like, what? Like, I don't need protein and like animal protein to get my protein and I can survive on fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. Like really? And I felt really good, but not just physically, I felt truly more connected to myself. Mm -hmm. And this goes back to the question that you had, your question about feeling uh, being more connected with others in a sober state. Mm -hmm. And that's what not only not drinking helped me, but eating raw foods helped me to yeah. just like really find other ways to re to enjoy life. Because I thought the only way to have fun was yeah. drinking. And I yeah. think it's kind of enculturated. Like a lot of kids grow up thinking that's what you're supposed to do. Or mm -hmm. it's like, that's what, you know, you know, I think some of the most recent things I've heard of is people like inhaling nicotine or something like that. And I'm just like, what? Like, and <sighs> oh this is within like middle schoolers to like beginning high school. I'm just like, 
please don't do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) to yourself. Like, I just, for me, from my perspective, I grew up doing a lot of community service around people Mm. that were going through drug recovery, as well as a lot of single mothers who had been abused by their partners. So I think from a young age, it shaped me. I feel like I almost kind of got like scarred from it. Like, oh my gosh, like that's what drugs can do to people. Yeah. So I always really stayed away from it. And I Mm -hmm. totally understand that people can have, um, you know, different types of experiences on drugs that can be positive. However, I do feel like if you're able to experience life in the Uh present Mm -hmm. that really is you can tap into i mean the human body can make drugs 10 times stronger than anything you buy off the street that's the truth but it's learning the tools to be able to tap into that Mm -hmm. i feel like for me like meditation's been super important and like yoga that type of stuff and even dance you know Mm -hmm. it's like you can really put yourself in such a euphoric state for sure um by doing that type of action but i think um you know it does get taught to people and i know when i was growing up too it was like sometimes i kind of felt like oh like am i missing out on something you know because i didn't do any of that stuff and sometimes i was like i wonder what would happen but i think it's those experiences that i had as a kid doing that community service that kind of was like oh like i associated drugs with that rather than having a good time because i saw where it could lead but um i think another rewarding part of that process was being able to see a lot of those people recover and get healthy again and all the things they were able to achieve after they recovered and got that help Mm -hmm. and that there's nothing wrong with people like there's nothing wrong with them they just needed to improve their coping mechanisms or whatever they were using as their coping mechanism to a point where they are in a healthy state and able to function better in their life Mm -hmm. and become more of who they actually whatever (laughs) way like the universe wants them or they want to be yeah so they can be of highest service i agree totally agree and you went through that process you know you went through the process of getting clean and getting sober and getting off you know cigarettes and all types of drugs and stuff so i mean is there any part of you that ever misses that at all uh, not, no, I don't really miss it. Honestly, I don't. A lot of people ask me like, do you miss drinking? Yeah. And you know, sometimes when I'm around friends that like drink and I'm like, yeah, like I know what it's like, you know, I know that it's, yeah, it's going to be fun for like four hours and then it's going to fade away. And then tomorrow I'm going to feel like really bad. <laughs> and I don't want that. So, yeah. so once I know that I'm like, nah, it's not worth it. Totally. You know, it's not worth it. Um, And I think going through that process of experiencing it and being like, experience it and fully feel it and experience exactly how it's going to feel going into it, what Uh it's going to feel like coming out of it. Exactly. It gives you hindsight. And as much as anybody can tell you what it's going to be like, you're not going to know what it's like for yourself. I think it's each individual's responsibility that if they feel like they really want to try something and they really want to learn it, then I say like power to you, you know what I mean? Gain that experience because if it helps you with your expansion in some way, Mm -hmm. then that's wonderful. I think if it helps you know where your limits are also Mm -hmm. and what you don't want in your life, if you're not willing to like maybe trust another person's advice, then you have every right to exercise that as well. So. I think it's it gave you that hindsight and I feel like it allowed you to have build the confidence for giving up other things that you might not need in your life as well. So it's like it was a practice of letting go for you. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like that practice of letting go of alcohol and of uh, cigarettes and drugs and animal protein. I use that for all areas of my life of letting go of um, toxic relationships, of letting go of of even like the the eating disorders back then, yeah. like um, even letting go of negative thoughts, mm-hmm. anything that harms my my body, just being aware of it mm-hmm. and knowing how I'm going to feel afterwards. So, yeah. <laughs> so after this process at OHI, what were some of the things that you went through in that time that really inspired you to want to go raw and be like, I want to do this? Like, let's do this. <laughs> let's let's do go this. raw. Let's go raw. <laughs> well, after... Honestly, like after OHI, I was mm-hmm. raw. Yep. Like I, I came out of there and ne- I was completely raw for over like three years, a little mm-hmm. bit over three years. Yep. And 
so much positivity during that time too like you filmed challenges super active on social media instagram youtube and promoting it in both english and spanish i feel like you were really one of the first people if not the first person to really educate and bring that inspiration um of like raw veganism and veganism in the way that you did to a spanish-speaking community which is huge for sure yeah for sure yeah um that's that's what inspired me. Yeah. Honestly, when I first went raw and I started to read books and learn about this diet mm-hmm. and I was experiencing all the benefits in my own body that I said there people need to know about this in mm-hmm. Mexico. People need yeah. to know about this in the Spanish speaking countries because there wasn't any information back or there was some information but very very few information yeah so then a bit afterwards i started um sharing my blog and videos in english as well but spanish was just what inspired me and getting feedback from people right away sent telling me like oh my gosh i tried that green juice i'd never right. like tried a green juice before uh-huh. and it's actually good oh my <laughs> gosh i feel amazing yeah. you've shared so many of your recipes on online through a youtube channel and we're definitely going to link those below so you guys can <laughs> check it out but you also have like a stunning app that is so like aesthetically oh, pleasing you. and so functional to use yes so, I mean, if people are interested in that platform or like mm-hmm. using that, that's definitely, it's a really, really nicely done. Thank you. Yeah. And I think one of the other things that happened too when you started out online is you did deal with like a lot of comparison yes. to others. And a lot of people deal with comparison to others, especially when you're trying to get into something new mm-hmm. and start out your own thing. It can be, if you get inspired by people, sometimes. You're like, oh, I like how they do that. And it's just a way of, you know, out of respect or it's like flattering to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's what feels natural to you. But how was that when you started getting online and a lot of people were comparing you to others? It definitely like when when I would get comments, it would definitely like make myself question about uh, like comparing myself or is it true or uh, or just in general, I don't think it was just the beginning, but uh, throughout the just any any anyone's passion or whatever you're doing, you can com- you can easily start to compare yourself to others. Like whether you're comparing your body or you're comparing your car, you're comparing uh, just what you do or or you know now social media is crazy. Like you start comparing totally. your followers, your likes, yep. and and putting that value on putting value right. on that and and it's it's that's not it you know i i always try to have very present in in my mind why i do what i do yes and why i share uh, the information that i share and it's the purpose is to to hopefully help someone else you know to pass this information because since it, it helped me then it can help someone else so yes i would just say um embrace yourself yeah just be yourself mm-hmm. and don't compare yourself to others because you are unique and you, there's only one of you. Totally. So that's awesome. I yeah. think that's really good <laughs> advice, especially for the generation that's coming up because a lot of my students, they mm-hmm. have social media. They're like going to their teenage years and stuff. And it's like they talk about it in such a way where, you know, they do compare their likes or they do they're invested in it mm-hmm. you know they spend time on it it's something that is very natural to them whereas when when we were growing up i feel like we had like facebook probably around like high school yeah. entering around high school is starting to get popular but some of the youth have been on social media like from young ages especially if their mother was posting baby pictures of them you know what I mean? exactly like, yes so it's like there's a full timeline of their life which is like really interesting and exactly it does breed a lot of instant gratification it does breed a lot of comparison because even you know it used to be well it's just the other girl in my class who i might tend to compare myself to or something just to use an example but now there's like all these different people that I could potentially compare myself to but I feel like when social media is used as comparison it does have an effect I mean and there's literally research that proves this it's like when people use it more there's more tendency for them to compare themselves to other there's more potential for people to feel bad about themselves after that as well and people oftentimes Mm -hmm. do feel negatively after using platforms like 
um, Facebook and Instagram if it's used for the purpose of comparison. But I feel like exactly. social media is such a beautiful gift for us to yes. be able to connect with each other yes. and celebrate our authenticities yes. and share that aspect of ourselves because mm-hmm. that's something we weren't able to do. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It gives a voice. So, I mean, how how has your relationship to social media changed over the years and how do you feel like you like to use it? I love social media. I'm a fan of social media because I love to communicate with others and I love the community aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love going on Facebook Live and getting like, you know, comments back from people mm-hmm. and being able to talk to them. I be, I love like sharing. and But I definitely have gone through my phases totally. in the yeah. uh, like in the past where I would be like, Oh my gosh, I need more followers. Or, <laughs> oh my gosh. I, uh, I need more likes. And, yeah. and you know, it's, it, and it's just, you know, honoring that, that those states where I've been in those moments and kind of being, and, and talking about it, ta- talking through it with, yeah. with someone that I trust. Totally. And then knowing that it's all my ego, yeah. you know, it's all that voice in my head that, tells me i'm not enough that tells me i need more that tells me you know all these lies that are not true and sometimes it can come from a mixed place because it's like you are sharing a very strong passionate message that can help people and i feel Mm -hmm. like it's like sometimes dividing that well i have this message i really want to share with people but is it coming from a place where i really want to share the message or is it about me and i feel like that's kind of separating the ego out of it which i'm so happy that you've been able to really practice more of that and get out of that mindset and be more um maybe aware that it was it was there for you for that period of time yes yes yeah. for sure for sure i think every period of time that i've gone through with social media has helped me grow so much because yeah. it's, there's also the hate comments yeah i went through a phase where I, they were really affecting me and mm-hmm. i had to go through that because now honestly i'm just like <laughs> i don't care yeah i really don't care that's good for you that's really good for you because it's like a lot of a lot of people get a lot of hate on the internet and by by random people they're just like i don't even know you exactly you know what i mean but i feel like when you do choose to put yourself i don't feel like this is the way it should be but it seems to be the way that it is Mm -hmm. is that when you put yourself in such a public space and you do do that you're so vulnerable in this and i view it as strength to be able to do that honestly you share so much with your followers mm-hmm. of your life through yeah. your vlog channel in mm-hmm. Spanish and English, mm-hmm. the separate ones. And, you know, also through your your recipes and your workout videos. It's like you do so much just to try to offer information to help people. And there's mm-hmm. always going to be people that are going to judge that and have an opinion about it. But I feel like one of the things about you is that you've always through the years and you know, you've climbed so much success. I mean, you probably have like 990,000 followers now, like more than you did when I first met you. You know what I mean? Seriously. Yes. And, you know, it's like even, you know, it's just grown so much. Yeah. So much. And I know that that's been a process of acclimating to Mm -hmm. all of that success and everything that came along with it. But I feel like, you know, you're here, you're yeah. alive, you're happy, all of it happened. I made the, the social media battle. <laughs> totally. You know, you're on one million right now with YouTube for your um, Spanish channel, which is amazing that you've yeah. reached that many people. And I know the most recent time we were at an event together was up at the LA Veg Fest, mm-hmm. like, was it a couple months ago? Yeah. That was so fun. Yeah. But, like, literally, I, w- I remember we were trying to just get her because she was doing... Um, she and I were walking around and or you and I were walking around <laughs> and um, we were walking around and like every couple steps we would take, like someone would come up to you and we yeah. were just trying to get like some kombucha <laughs> or something. And we were like, how I are know. we going to get your to your tent event on time? So I was wearing a hat and I was just trying to like I know. cover, cover him up so we could get to the place without getting pictures. I mean, it's funny, but it's like also so amazing that like so many people have been mm. so inspired by you. And, you know, just feels so like, they're like, oh, my God, I want to go get a picture. Yeah. It's like it's it's so beautiful to see that transformation happen for you because it's like you're reaching people. You know, you're making a difference. And that's so positive for your life mm-hmm. in the transformation that you've been able to make. 
for yourself. Sure. They inspire me. Everyone. Totally. Yeah. Who follows yes. me inspires me. Yes. For sure. And you also have now like a really awesome passion for working out. I know like we always love getting out and going hiking every chance we can. Totally. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. Discovering new mountains. And it's like, it's so nice sometimes to be out of a gym environment, out of a studio environment for me. Like be outside, not in front of a mirror, not focusing on anything other than just enjoying the surroundings and reaching new heights in your life. Like you know metaphorically as well it's like you get to the top of that mountain you feel like you accomplish something that maybe seems a little bit more significant than just doing the stair climber for like an hour no yeah i love hiking (laughs) that's one of the things actually that uh, for me it's it's so fun and one of the things that i found that i enjoy really enjoy Mm -hmm. doing and that in the past i didn't i didn't know so it just nature fills up so many holes just totally yeah fulfills me in so many ways it's amazing when you don't know mother nature has the answer yes and you've hiked in so many different areas of the world too that's like something that you've used and you travel all the time but what are some of your favorite like international hikes that you've been able to do um well i mean the the like most challenging one that i did was in mexico (laughs) it was like the second tallest peak in north america or south america or north america i don't remember Mm -hmm. but it was like a challenge like i had like i had to like spend a night over there and like it was it was brutal but it made me so much stronger after that so yeah that's that's the fun part of it when you're when you can hike and it's such like an you're just easy breezy walking Mm -hmm. it's not like you know exerting a lot of energy and you're you get to be out in nature yeah. so definitely try it it's very yeah. meditative yeah very meditative i feel like the hardest one we've ever done together was the three sisters falls oh my gosh <laughs> that was so hard we were like but that was good yeah. bouldering and like i was going not down on prepared for that <laughs> That was crazy. And then we got there and it was kind of dried up anyways. Like it probably has water in it now. Hopefully. Yeah, it probably does. But we went during a time where it was such a drought and it was pretty hot and we were just eating tangerines and stuff. It was like me, you and three, four other people with us yeah, that day. Yeah, it was Carla, Mark. It was But fun. it was, I mean, it's so, and it's so nice to be able to get out and just be in nature with our friends, mm-hmm. go do something like that. Yes. You know, that's one of those other experiences where I feel like people are like, oh, we have to like go to brunch and stuff. Or well, like, you can you know, go to brunch after that. Totally. Yeah. Go get some vegan brunch. <laughs> yes. Cafe Gratitude <laughs> Trilogy Cafe. Yes. Oh, my God. Those are some of our faves. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, like doing other things socially where you get to really connect with people. Yes. You know, you get to actually talk. In like exactly. a really beautiful environment, yes. you can't buy that kind of an experience. Really, no, no, and I, I think that also comes from like when I really start valuing my life mm-hmm. and start valuing my time, yeah. and I, I want valuable things in my life. I want valuable conversations. Totally. I want to hang out with valuable people. I want to learn. I want to just experience fully experience all that life has to offer me mm-hmm. and i think that when i used to drink and have i went through the stage it was such a distraction and it was such a waste of time mm-hmm. and i think that just yeah connecting is super important yeah. totally <laughs> totally so after being raw for about three years i know mm-hmm. that that was around the time that you finished your half marathon right that was that half marathon was what in october of 2000 no 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 the last the last uh, marathon i did was in june so i started eating cooked uh, the beginning of uh, 2015 no, no 2016 2016 yeah, yeah. yes 2016 and i remember i saw you with ryan at trilogy yeah. sanctuary because i had my other friend steven was visiting from new york and we just like randomly ran into each other and it was so nice and i remember you telling me like that's what i was going to do and i was like go for it you know like do what yeah. you need to do. Like there's mm-hmm. no given your past with, you know, having kind of this tumultuous relationship mm-hmm. with food that maybe at that time, like raw was a little bit too constricting or it wasn't what your body needed. And just to trust your instincts and in that, like, if you really want to eat cooked food, there's no reason to restrict yourself of that mm-hmm. if it's what you really feel is best. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think I, I completely agree with you. Um, I think that I had to go through that mm-hmm. through that stage though those three years of eating a hundred percent raw because I really 
cleansed my body so much. Yeah. And it was something that, that I, that I had just come out of like this excessive like drinking mm -hmm. and I, I needed that time to heal. Yeah. And I enjoyed it so much. And, and it wasn't until I decided to eat cooked food that I even craved it because for the rest of the time I didn't really crave it or have any like, I wasn't like curious about it or anything. It was until that time. And I mm -hmm. said, you know what? I'm just going to try it. Like it's not like I'm not eating animal protein. I'm eating still whole um, nutritious foods. Right. So, so I think it was, it, it was, it was good. Mm -hmm. And I, and now it's like I have, uh, not that I didn't have a balance before, But it's just the way that I eat now. Like yeah. that's, <laughs> I ate 100% raw for three years and now I eat this. And yeah. and um, I go through days and sometimes weeks where I'm eating 100% raw because those are still the foods that I gravitate towards more. Uh, I love eating raw foods. Like I just, if, if I had to choose between eating a raw meal or a cooked meal, I'll definitely eat a raw meal. Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, letting go of control too, mm -hmm. maybe. But I never really felt felt yeah. restricted when All I was raw. eating yeah. raw foods. Yeah. I didn't really felt feel restricted. I felt like I was could eat so much. You know, totally. there's so many different types of fruits, so many different yeah. types of veggies. Um, but it has definitely helped me just be like okay eating eating cooked food and not fearing like oh I'm gonna like binge on it or what's right. gonna happen or yeah. am i gonna gain weight yeah. because i'm not eating 100% totally. raw and it's like no i can perfectly eat a cup of beans and that's it you know and <laughs> i don't have to eat though learning in a balanced bag. way yeah. or i can eat like two sweet potatoes and i'm good you know and yeah. and and really learning how to listen to my body totally having grown up with such intense digestive problems like i did i was like for me it was oh i didn't know gosh. what i was gonna eat that wasn't gonna make me sick mm -hmm. and i didn't know what amounts of what to eat so i was just like oh my god like i mean high school was a crazy time for my digestion mm -hmm. i was put on medication for certain stretches of time i tried experimenting with my own you know ideas about things and you know i really don't feel like it was until i started fully embracing eating raw foods mm -hmm. as a healing modality yes. and really allowing not eating like huge portions. because, like, I mean, it can be so amazing eating raw foods yeah. and you feel like, Oh my God, I can just eat like whatever. And yeah. it's like not going to really hurt me. You know, it's yeah. just going to be good. Um, however, I do feel like I've reached a point probably within the last two to three years that it's like, I know how to like allow my body to like nourish like eat the amount of food that I feel like I need to eat but then also have the respect for my digestive system enough to not like eat so much more than I need to exactly. just like allow to give that time to digest it and for your body to do the natural processing and functioning that it needs to do and not be like oh I gotta shove in the calories because let's face it like within the vegan movement there have been there has been an ideal probably within the past five six years mm -hmm. kind of push on people that that's like what you're supposed to do is like eat a ton of food and it's not really necessary for nutrition no. you know there's always ways to eat healthy portion sizes and exactly um, you know allow your body to really receive all the benefits from it instead of it being like whoa this is overload I know. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> But I agree with that. Um, well, one thing that came to mind right now mm -hmm. was that, uh, like, for example, dealing with eating disorders in the past and, like, being afraid of food, mm -hmm. eating raw foods was super healing to me because I was like, I don't have to be afraid of food. You know, you don't have to. You can just eat. Yeah. And you learn that. You learn that that it's okay to eat. It's okay to eat an abundance of food. It's okay to feed your body and then it's just, it's a process totally. then you start learning okay when does my body truly feel satiated totally. and um yeah and i think learning to incorporate things into our life like eating raw you are eating the food off the vine as it is it's unadulterated it's not cooked it's not processed you yeah. know it's like when you're biting into a fresh fig which yeah. we've had many oh occasions gosh. of doing that. Yes. Wow. Oh my gosh. It's heaven. So good. So it's like biting into that and the ripeness. It's like yeah. learning how to appreciate things just as they are, exactly. the way that they are, and yeah. not feeling the need to change it 
just exactly. accepting and it's like when you practice that you learn how to accept yourself mm-hmm. the way that you are exactly and see yourself as you know all the different fruits they might look a little bit different one might be a little bit more bruised or have a little few more freckles on it or whatever yeah. but at the same time it's still beautiful and it's going to be sweet on the inside yeah and juicy and ripe so yes. opening yourself up to that process i feel like i know that for being raw vegan and even having a lot of our same mutual friends that we have, it's been wonderful for me to have a really healthy social life mm-hmm. and have other friends. I mean, how lucky are we in our twenties yeah. to have had such healthy friends that are motivated yes. and positive a blessing. and like accept their past and like learn from it and share from it. Like yes. it's so, so beautiful. It is like girls and guys, you yes. know, like just mm-hmm. really, really beautiful people. Shout out to all of our yeah, friends out there. We love you, you know guys. who you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're all doing great stuff. So you've traveled all over the world. Even when you were eating raw foods, you yeah. were like going to Dubai and Israel and a whole bunch of different places. And I feel like the first place you took, correct me if I'm wrong, but like a trip when you started eating cooked foods was to Japan with your sister, yes. right? Yeah. So, I mean, do you feel like that experience, I mean, how has it been eating in different places of the world, vegan, whether you want to eat raw foods or cooked foods? Do you feel like once incorporating more cooked foods into your diet, it's been a little bit easier or um, um, how would you feel? Well, I think it's just been different mm-hmm. because yeah. it doesn't. it's not hard traveling and eating raw foods. It's just a different scene. Yeah. Like when I was 100% raw and I was traveling I was just eating like a lot of fruit mm-hmm. and really interested. Well, I mean, I went to Thailand and I was eating cooked and raw, but there I was super excited about the fruit. Oh, yeah. But then the I... Mangles, the pineapples. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So good. <laughs> Durian. And, yes. <laughs> and and you, can, you can travel and like try different fruits yeah. all over the world. Mm-hmm. It's not restrictive at all because totally. I know, I remember a lot of people would be like, oh, my gosh, you, don't, you only eat raw. What are you going to do when you travel? And I'm like, I'm going to try all the fruit that's totally. there. If you guys yeah, have it. not checked out the Specialty Produce app, it's oh my gosh. free. It is yes. amazing. It Download is beautiful. It. You guys can see... There's stunning pictures of fruit mm-hmm. and it tells you the origins. It tells you the color, the taste, yes. the recipes, the last time it was maybe spotted somewhere. It's such mm-hmm. an amazing resource and it's free. Yes. So you got no excuse. Go and get it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, you're going to learn so much about fruit. You're going to be like, what? This exists. So that- I want to try that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for example, like going to Japan, mm-hmm. it was my first trip right. eating cooked vegan yeah. And that was an awesome experience yes. because the rice there, oh my gosh, the most delicious rice, mm. white rice I've ever tasted mm-hmm. in my life. And the the steamed veggies were so good too. And the fruit was amazing as well. Like the quality there is just oof, so, so good. So yeah, traveling and eating vegan and raw has really just helped me to truly see that there's no restrictions because yeah. I think for a lot of people who aren't vegan or aren't raw, they think, oh my gosh, when I travel, like there's so many foods, like native foods that I want to try. And I was, right. I mean, I've always been a foodie. Totally. I've always loved food. Same. And <laughs> yeah. And, and you can really make any dish, in any dish native to that country, yeah. vegan or raw. Mm-hmm. So it's not restrictive at all. And there's like each time this movement grows even more so there's always new restaurants and more places to visit totally and that has really helped me to just get more ideas of like recipes that i share with with the people that watch my videos yeah oh yeah and you've really like made veganized a lot of different cultural foods and it's like i know i've said this before in other episodes too but it's like Trying the recipes of different cultures is like trying the recipe of like what they were able to make out of what they had at that time. Mm -hmm. So it's like different traditional recipes. They, you know, like in Mexico, it's a lot of corn and beans and potatoes and stuff like that. So that's very and spicy food. It's like very um, representative of the culture. It's very like. Like, mm-hmm. it's very spicy. Like, oh, yes. all of the, you know, the attitude, the way people are, there's color, yeah. there's life. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much culture in Mexico. Yes. Even the dancing styles there is very, like, <laughs> I'm thinking, like, cha-cha and samba, like, which definitely. are two of my favorite yes. Latin dances. It's just very lively. It, it really, really is. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, today I was down in Tijuana mm-hmm. and I at a vegan restaurant and they had a Chile Poblano ceviche. 
Oh wow. my gosh, it was so good. I, you can make it was it wasn't it was vegan. Yeah, but you can totally make that raw, and it was just so innovative, so yeah. different. Totally, oh, yeah, with avocado on the top. Oof. So good. I'm gonna look forward to seeing a picture of that on your Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. And so, like, with a lot of these recipes, like, you've actually created a guide for mm-hmm. a lot of people that are interested and that want to transition and maybe kind of experience yes. for four weeks, like, a really concentrated version of what you kind of maybe went through and have their own journey of experiencing what that's like. So, with your guide, what does that allow people to to do? Uh, so, this is a four-week guide, mm-hmm. and it's the first two weeks are completely raw vegan Mm -hmm. and then the second two weeks are raw vegan and cooked Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a it also has a juice a three-day juice cleanse Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a detox Mm -hmm. it's not too intense but it's i think just right yeah and it's kind of what i experienced because the first detox that i did i did a three a three-day juice detox Mm -hmm. and then i did two weeks of just eating raw foods and then after that, I was, I mean, mostly completely raw. But the first, I remember the first month after like getting out of OHI and like learning about raw foods, I wasn't really clear on like what was raw or mm-hmm. what wasn't raw. Yeah. So I was eating some cooked food, but I didn't really understand it so much. There's always like, some learning curves, yeah. but, but we um, get there when we need to. <laughs> yeah. But this four-week guide has been so helpful for yeah. so many people, like people have are losing weight they're feeling amazing they're getting energy yes they're getting healed and it's really been amazing to be able to share this with people so i have a lot of recipes there it's like it's like over 65 recipes Mm -hmm. raw and cooked Mm -hmm. uh super all my recipes i like them to be like simple Mm -hmm. easy um, easy to get ingredients and I don't like to like be they're they're very we homey need this kind yes. of like half of a goji berry no, and- <laughs> no, 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 no. special algae from you know this exactly. part of the sea yeah yeah like, no, all of that is very fun but oh, there's, yeah, there's more expensive sure. ways to be vegan and less expensive ways to be vegan sure. and I feel like there's always a good way to find that balance and I think probably with a lot of these recipes it's just a good foundational you know, breadth that people can have, oh, like I'm kind of in the mood of this. I can maybe go to that recipe. It's just like gives people a resource if they're trying to transition to it. If they feel a certain way, they can look back on, oh, like maybe I should go for something a little bit more filling today or I kind of want something light. What can I eat? Because oftentimes exactly. people don't know what to yes. eat. You know? Yeah. So it's basically that. It's yeah. a guide of like it tells you so many recipes. So you're like, oh, you get ideas. Yeah. Like, and you, you, can- you, you just did a challenge with people who purchased the guide right like yes. over the past month so yeah. what was that experience like it was amazing because mm-hmm. once you get the guide you get invited to a private facebook group mm-hmm. and so in that private facebook group i feel that people get really comfortable and mm-hmm. they're comfortable to share their pictures their progress pictures yeah. to share pictures of them eating the food and it's a very supportive and safe environment mm-hmm. so ha- sharing in that and like and just sharing throughout like my other social media platforms and seeing the results of people was just, has just been and seeing the community hashtag like, Ravana fam yeah hashtag <laughs> yeah the Ravana fam reuniting and just, just being so supportive of each other is yeah. beautiful yeah lifting people yeah. up yobs I'm excited to be a part of it so, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I know another thing that you've gone through within the past several years is the spiritual psychology up in yes. Santa Monica. Yeah. So I oh know Marco kind of inspired that a little yes. bit for you. And um and so what was that experience like for you? What did you feel like some of the powerful takeaways from that were and how did it really shape and sort of evolve your perception on life, yourself, your relationships? Oh, I've, I learned so much there. It was a lot of information, mm-hmm. but one of the key, some of the key things that really impacted me was number one, really learning how to listen to others, mm-hmm. how to listen from a place of love and not listen on a judging because some so many times we can listen to someone else and be the whole time thinking oh, but this is what I think or this is how it is and you're not right and I am right or you're not even really listening to the person. You're just thinking about what you're going to be answering 
them and really just listening to people from a place of like empathy and being like, I feel you, like I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So that was huge for me. And that helped me just across all my relationships and even like the with the people that follow me and like send me comments and messages, like really listening to them listening to myself like what am i really saying and um that was huge uh perception checking so this is a really cool tool that i that i that i learned was that when you're talking to someone many times we we have our perce- our own perceptions of life so really being like okay so you're having a conversation with someone and this is what i understood and you kind of just repeat what you heard and then you can be clarified if that's really what you heard mm-hmm. or, or if it's or if the person is trying to say something else so just it helped me so much in just having healthier relationships with people not making i mean like things that 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 i knew but just they were just more reaffirmed and i found the tools to actually do them like not making assumptions not taking things personally and Jumping to conclusions. Exactly. Jumping into conclusions. So just communicating, like really not being afraid of like speaking my truth and what I say and what I want Mm -hmm. or what I need in a, in a, you know, in a peaceful way. Yeah. And communicating that to the universe, whether it's with people or like through your own divine channel, (laughs) whatever that may be. Your mother is Mm. such a beautiful and inspiring woman. And, I have had the great pleasure and honor of coming to one of her Christian faith groups. And I'm not, I was raised like Christian, Presbyterian. It was more, church was sort of more like a social thing for me growing Mm -hmm. up and definitely did offer like some spiritual benefits, but I never really strongly connected to one religion in particular. I've celebrated Jewish holidays with friends, celebrated Greek holidays with friends, definitely a lot of Iranian, you know, holidays. So I feel like I like to keep a really open mind when it comes to religion, when it comes to spirituality. I find that interesting in how people in different cultures and different areas of the world do that because Mm -hmm. I feel like we all want to connect back to ourselves as well as something, as well as to something that is so much bigger than all of us. But connects us all as well for sure so coming to her christian group has been so inspiring for me and would you like to explain sort of what she does so basically what she does is um it's uh this bible prayer group it's more of a prayer group so people come here um brokenhearted and um it's a place for emotional healing it's a place it's a place for spiritual healing and my mom and her close friends, these women, they're there basically just to prey on people. Mm-hmm. And so someone comes brokenhearted, they tell them like, hey, this is what's going on in my life. And pe- and, and they simply just pray over them and bless their life. Right. And it's, it's, it's beautiful because you really feel like you're filled with, with spirit. Yes. Like you just get over, you feel an overflow of spirit and and that's what they, they're there for hours, mm-hmm. hours during the day since the morning until the evening, just praying on people, being with them. And it's completely free, obviously. It's, mm-hmm. They do it out of their heart. And, and it's really beautiful to see people getting healed there and yeah. transforming their lives. Yeah. And just having, I feel like, faith and hope reinstilled in their life. To live not relying on faith and hope, but as a part of your life is so beautiful. You know, living in that space that you have hope for your future and you have that faith that things will work out and they are working out as Mm -hmm. they need to in the natural progression that they are taking. Yes. And it's so wonderful that— Surrendering. Yes. Surrendering Surrendering to to totally. Yeah. And even just when I think about surrendering, it reminds me of your water fast and kind of like everything that you experienced during that time. I remember you talking about how much Christ came into your life during that time. It was such a healing time. The year after that, it was just so much. I had so much spiritual growth Mm -hmm. and I was I felt so connected to God. And I really like learned um, what God was all about. I really got to know him during that time because for me, God was always just kind of this like, you know, I would imagine just this man up top in heaven. And like, it was so like what what like I had learned when I was a little kid, you know? 
but I really got to know what love is. God is love. Like that's essentially what it is. And I really, I, I read the Bible so much during that time and really got to know uh, Jesus's life and what he was all about. And I was like, oh my gosh, like he's my biggest role model. I want to be mm-hmm. like Jesus. And, yes. and, and really not seeing it from a religious standpoint, but from a spiritual standpoint mm-hmm. and a code of life. Yeah. And yeah, that was that that period was amazing totally and i mean to backtrack a little bit so this was one year into eating raw for you that you did the water fast, yes correct yes and that was for how many days i did a 25 day water fast in costa rica with dr graham yeah so it was supervised it was supervised. don't try this at home exactly (laughs) don't try this at home i always tell that to people but it was yeah and it was I, for the purpose of really detoxing your body yeah. on a really deep level because, I mean, truly that. the body can heal itself when we give it for the sure. rest and the proper um, conditions to do yes. so. So whether that's eating the foods that most, you know, closest meet our biological needs or giving our body that time to just heal and mm-hmm. do the processes that it can when we're not putting that toxicity, when we're not putting the yeah. overwhelm and the stress on our body it's mm-hmm. able to just function exactly. as it normally would yeah and heal so, yeah yes. so i'm like you know because jesus went through that time of renunciation yeah. according to the bible for like the 40 days mm-hmm. right so yeah i mean that's definitely kind of a story that i read that story so many yeah. times <laughs> my water vest is very yeah. parallel yeah. to yeah, what I you have, went through yeah i could identify with it mm-hmm. so i know that Working with your mom, she's she's such a passionate and positive and present person with the people that she's with. When she's with you, she is 100% with you, oh, yeah. fully like there for you. And I feel like mm-hmm. her doing that service has been powerful for me to experience in my mm-hmm. life for the healing that I've received from it. And obviously really powerful for a lot of other people. But I mean, for this Um, being your mother, do you feel like after going through that time in Costa Rica, do you feel like you were able to connect with her more and be more in tune with what she was offering? Because I know that she prays so much for you. And I think some of those prayers came true because you've come through so (laughs) much healing and so much success to where you are today. And Yeah. yeah. Obviously yeah. not just on your mother's prayers. You've done quite a bit <laughs> quite a bit of the legwork, but you know, her well wishes definitely oh, help her sure. a positive impact. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yes. And I I really because before I would be like, Oh my mom, she's just so like religious and stuff. But no, I really yeah. you know, as 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 I as I got older I mm-hmm. really understood what it was what, what she was really talking about. Mm-hmm. And it was really about this unconditional love. Right. And um, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. So grateful. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. What, looking back, you know, like you share so much of yourself with the world, mm-hmm. with the universe, with everything, <laughs> with everything that you do, you constantly share yourself with people. But for you, what are some of the practices that help you bring your, come back to yourself and like come back to that source of what you truly are and what helps you feel alive? when you just want to tune everything else out? Like, what are those practices that you keep to not let yourself get so overwhelmed by all the things that you do involve with your life can cause? Um, Hiking. Hiking is huge for me. Mm -hmm. Like, hiking is so healing because when I hike, I kind of just, like, check out for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. When I hike by myself. Yeah. I mean, even when I hike with friends, because it's like so healing for me, but I kind of just like, it takes time for me to like get up the mountain and then I have to get down the mountain and that's more time. And it's like a time for me. So I, I love, I really cherish my time hiking. Um, so that's, that's one way. And whenever I go hiking, I like to stay up, um, up in the mountain and just kind of like take like 20 minutes to just kind of meditate and breathe and soak it all in pray Mm -hmm. uh say my gratitude and just love like love myself Mm -hmm. like really embrace myself and be like oh my gosh i love you so much like you did this you Mm -hmm. you just went up the mountain you took time for yourself like it's an act of love Mm -hmm. so for me that's huge like taking that time and like even working out because working out is like a time for me it's like time that's just 
just for just for me so that like getting in physical activity for me every single day is like i need it, <laughs> I need it. um and so that that's one thing also like in the mornings i really like to as soon as i wake up just kind of express my gratitude to god as well and surrender my life to him mm -hmm. every single day yeah. and i also have some like affirmations written on my mirror um with a like a, a white whiteboard um markers yes. yeah i put it on my mirror and i have like i go through different phases with different affirmations mm -hmm. so i like to have that and it's just constantly i have to remind myself like totally. it's okay like okay you want to do all these things mm -hmm. you're you're working on all of these things but you need to like have time for yourself as well totally so or else i know i'm, I'm gonna burn out and mm -hmm. i don't want to i don't want to have that and i and i love these moments with myself mm -hmm. i i love to be with Giovanna. so i think yes. that's so important for anyone to really like like love being with themselves yes yeah. i find that like enjoying that peace and the solitude is so amazing i feel like i've I feel like when I was younger and I started to see people going through relationship stress, even in like middle school, I was like, whoa, probably it's probably a pretty good idea for me to take a little bit of time to try to get to know myself and the yeah. things that I like. And I have to say some of those experiences that I had in that self-discovery, those are things that I go back to that mm. help me. You know, there's certain places along the coastline that I love to go to where there's like a specific view that oh. I love that just really helps me connect back to what I feel like I truly am, which yeah. is just, you know, that energy with inside of my body, not even so much the physical form, but just exactly. that we can yeah. do anything with that when we yeah. tap into it. I know. It's true. There's it's the true. only boundaries that exist really are in our mind. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the, the energy, like you said, our totally. spirit is yeah. what is what's truly alive. Mm -hmm. Like the physical body is just, yeah. A cover up, but it's you're right. You're so right. Totally. I love that. <laughs> Yoga practice is definitely Yeah. Definitely up there. It's it's a constant um process. You know, it's been eight years now. Wow. This in, in June. June. So like as of now, yeah, like literally eight wow. years I've been practicing and that's so inspiring. It's a drop in the bucket. Like there's so oh. much more for me to learn like the rest of my life. Cause it's like yoga's been that tool that's gotten me through those times where um, you just have to focus in the moment on what you can do mm -hmm. and do that and yeah. breathe and be with yourself and appreciate all of that. And, you know, I think for your transformation, it's been amazing for, for me to see you grow into mm -hmm. the young woman that you've become today. And <laughs> you're younger than me. <laughs> That is young the truth. Woman. But still, you're still a young know, woman and you have had that growth. And, you know, you're sober and you're healthy and yeah. you're somebody that anybody could look to, you know, whether you're a young girl or woman or boy, like anything, anybody can look to you and see your transformation and hopefully mm. see like, wow, she's capable of that. What am I capable of too? Exactly. You know what I mean? And be inspired by yeah. that. And I think... um Thank you. Yes, thank it's you. been thank you. beautiful it's to so experience sweet. that growth thank with you, you, and I feel likewise. Yeah. I'm glad that we've gotten to experience it together. totally, and I've experienced your growth. <laughs> wow, that's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing growth. So proud of you. Thank you. So proud of you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'm so so grateful that our paths have crossed. It's been such a wonderful, supportive relationship, and it's been a friendship really where I feel like. Um, such a dropping of my guard, such a dropping of my judgment towards another person. Mm -hmm. Um, because in knowing you, I feel like you're very comfortable in your skin. You're very comfortable in who you are. And that's something I really respect about you. And mm -hmm. you like to, if you want to do something, like you're going to do it, you know? And I like, I respect that about people when they are able to really take action on the things that they want in their life. And it's been beautiful to see you achieve the goals. You know, mm -hmm. I remember coming over to your house yeah. and seeing on your goal board that you want to get, get 1 million on YouTube and like you have it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like amazing. Aww. It's like, I'm so proud of you for 
getting through all the times where maybe nobody else saw you working through those different challenges and you were just in those depths with yourself and had to figure out the solution and figure out how to get through it. And those are the Mm -hmm. times that maybe sometimes we don't always post on social media. You know what I mean? Those are the times where it's the reality hits us and we actually have to take action and it's not like with the the beauty lights and the glam yeah, squad. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you've done all of that work, including all the work to inspire so many people. And I'm just really, really in, not only inspired by your journey, but really, really proud of you. Oh, yes. thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm inspired by you and proud of you, too. Yeah. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. It's it's likewise. Yeah. So if you're going to leave the youth with a message, the youth of today in regards to growing into going through teenage and adult years what would you want to tell them well it's just it's different for everyone but I wish I had like had better communication with my parents when I was younger and like trusted them more because I would often ask for advice to my friends who were kind of going through the same thing that I was totally and um just trusting my parents that because I feel like parents they love you so much like no one else will love you the same and um yeah just trusting them also really whenever you want to do something like be conscious of what it is that you're doing because I've done so many things in my life where I don't think about it I just do it and then I suffer consequences but it's not consequence I mean it's all growth right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I would just say that and to just really embrace yourself and focus on self-love and love yourself basically love yourself be yourself and shine and don't be afraid to shine that light that's in you. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much, Yavana. <laughs> thank you, too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. And thank you, everyone who listened. It was such a pleasure to be here. Can't wait to come back. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. 